Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Wait till he hears this song. He's connecting. Wow. Yeah, man. I needed some tunes. You know, this is actually a pretty good song. Not bad. Yeah. This song, you know, people like shit on this song, but it's not bad. It's kind of a bop. It's what I needed this morning, man. I just had that red hat on it. It reminded me too much of the Giants. They took it off. Yeah, good. Fuck that hat. Yeah. <laughs> they got knocked down, man. Then they got back up, but then they got knocked down again. <laughs> and then they got up. And like the whole this is what the whole game was like. It was like, oh, they're getting knocked down. But they're, they're coming back. They're definitely going to come back. No, oh, then they got knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, and then they ran out of time. Really? Oh. I hope you're recording. Oh, I'm recording, dude. I I'm going. Like, are you sure? I don't see the little record <laughs> button up there. Um, man, there that you was go. now you are. It was just. I have a new name for games like that. Tub thumping. That was tub thumping, dude. That's Se- the Seahawks got tub thumped. <laughs> it was tough to watch. Oh man, sure. I can't even believe I'm smiling and laughing right now. I I mean I'm so pissed. I was pissed all evening. I was pissed all afternoon. I'm pissed all morning. Like, they just, I, I just, I've never, I've never really felt let down <laughs> before. But I was just like, because we were, you know, I was calling you, you were calling me, we were talking during the game. Like, the, I think both of us, and I think a lot of Seahawks fans out there had the feeling of, well, they're going to figure it out and everything's going to be okay because it's not like the Giants ever really just, you know, ran a ran away with it even though they did run really well, well so pardon well, literally the pun, that's ex- that's exactly what they did actually in the third yeah. quarter they ran away with the game yeah um, but you I always mean, i you you thought they were going to come back though even to that last absolutely. drive didn't you yeah uh, even on the fourth and 18 i was like yo russell's gonna pull a fucking yeah. 50 yard bomb it's just a, such know, a right letdown, like he always dude. does it's just yeah. like a it's like a like a just like a weak fart you know, like one when you think like when you think it's going to be good and then it's like not. And you're like, oh, I wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It's like a letdown, like just like, oh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I guess that would be the best way to describe it. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's 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 stop moaning for a moment while I officially open the show here. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my best? That's not a player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one running. Please. Russell looking. Go Hawks. Russell scrambling. Go Hawks. Pump faking. Go Hawks. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 40, down the far 
sidelines. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes. Wow. 20, 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm lifelong Seahawks fan Brett Davern, and he is, well, not lifelong Seahawks fan, but Seahawks legend turned incredibly diehard Seahawks fan, Lofa Tatupu. Um, buddy, I mean, I, I don't I. I feel let down. I'm trying not to be dramatic here. I mean, you know, it's it's sports. It's entertainment. I'm trying not to be too over the top about it, but I just feel, like, heartbroken over that game. It just, man, I just, from the first drive, we go down, we get the field goal. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a good game, you know? And then just five points? Stuck on that five forever. Felt like a baseball score. <laughs> Someone, a couple of people did text me. Cause you know, doing uh, radio interviews, promoting our show, buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like what, what inning is it in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was tough to watch. Um, How did you feel though? Like, do you feel the same feeling I have? You know, what was, what was our last loss? Was it uh, Buffalo? Was it the last? Uh, the last lost loss was either Buffalo or the Rams. Was it or the Rams? Rams. Might've been the Rams. Rams. Maybe. I, I was more upset about that one, obviously divisional game and, and everything, right. but, um, but it was kind of came away feeling the same thing. It was just, you know, what were we doing? Yeah. Um, and it's a game that we should have won against at home against a, you know, they're good. Always. This is why they always say any given Sunday. Right. 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 But for the giants to come in and the, the, the win the way they, they did in that fashion to win it, running the ball against our strength as a defense, that's what kind of like caught me off guard. And really, it was, I mean, they got some push up front, but um, you heard Pete say, you know, wasn't, they weren't doing anything too crazy, but the, the scheme they ran is something I could see other teams trying on us now. Yeah. And it was a lot of gap trap, meaning they were pulling guys. And you get guys moving, now your run fit moves. And um, you got to be able to fit it up accordingly and just, you know, make a play. There was times where it was like wide open. Right. So that was a little alarming right? Um, in terms of, you know, what we were, what we were watching. Well, I think, you know, I was way off on my score prediction. I mean, I, I said the Seahawks would get like close to 40 points. So, I mean, I was way off. But in terms of predicting like an ugly game, I think we, we on this show predicted a bit of an ugly game. And, man, we got that in spades. I just don't think that... I mean, if I was putting money on this game, which, oh, by the way, if you're ever putting money on sports, if you're ever wagering on sports, use our sponsor, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Use our promo code. Believe, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V. To get all the welcome bonuses when you sign up to our sponsor, uh, betonline.ag. Anyway, um... Dude, if I was putting money on this game, I don't know, point spreads or whatever always get a little shaky for me and like trying to predict that kind of stuff. But in terms of just who would win this game, I definitely thought the Seahawks would definitely win this game. And I guess that's why it just feels like such a letdown. But every time that I just sort of um, check the box in my mind of a W for this team, it never goes that way. I've got to stop doing that. Um, It's Tell the Truth Monday, man. Right? Isn't that like a Pete Carroll thing? It so is. It is. Let's tell the truth on this show. 
Russell Wilson did not look good and I don't think has looked good for a number of weeks now. It's just that there's been some W's there which cover up some of those some of those inconsistencies or or like uh warts, you know. But dude, he didn't look good in this game like I mean even just like from a body language standpoint sort of like he just doesn't really look right. What do you think's going on with Russell? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that that's a good question. I know that they do have an active pass rush, and yeah, so yeah. you know, you get hit a couple times. He Russ never gets you know shook or frazzled, or yeah, he's very composed. He still looked poised back there, but I did love when he started to use his legs yes. just to make that underneath coverage come up a little bit, and um, so hope to see a little more of that, Carson. I mean, he averaged five a, a pop, Yeah, you know, 13 for 65. I'm looking at it right here, five. Um, Russ had seven for 45. But, um, you know, that turnovers is what that defense uh, has, has, you know, lived off of in, yeah. in the past few weeks when they're getting their, their the whole season turned around yeah. um, to take the lead in that division. And and they, they won the battle there again, too. I think it was, was two-nothing or – Two one, we Diggs got one right. So two one, yeah. Is there something about it? Looked like I've just never really watched a game in which the opposing team's defense. I mean, it just looked like they were like reading our playbook or something. Like Russell would play fake, roll out, and the, it, the entire play would be blown up, and he would just be looking for you know anything crazy to do. Like it just seemed. I I mean I know we've made our our bones in that sort of like backyard style of football, running around like crazy. But sometimes it just looks really ugly, and Russ just, I mean, he looked like a peewee quarterback sometimes, just not knowing how to get rid of it and throw it away. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many sacks. Do you know how many they had? They got five, ultimately. They got five? Yeah. yeah. But tons um, of pressures. A lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. Um, and just, yeah, there, there were some... It was just Cruz. It was an off day, man. He's That's missing, all I can. Uh, missing open receivers. Receivers are dropping the ball. Well, dropping I mean, the ball. Like there was several. Even just a shovel pass. Like, yeah. hey, here you you got it, and just turning up field, not even looking at where you know at making the catch. And totally. So, yeah, but it seemed like Russ. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, and look, hey, it's not like I'm calling him out on the mat or anything. Completely. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is. It seemed like when guys dropped the ball, like in the past, Russ is very positive, very like picking them up or something. I, I think I caught a couple of like almost rolling of the eyes, not completely, but a couple mm. of like just sort of like just sort of maybe no expression, which is a lot of expression. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe him to not that, saying anything means he's saying a lot sort of. It was uncharacteristic, Russ. That's all I'm saying. I'm rolling my eyes at you for um, everybody that can't. On the field, <laughs> man. Behind that face mask, there was a couple of grimaces. And he was – do you see him at the podium last night too? Like just, I didn't. He just doesn't sound himself. I don't – I mean, look, hey, the whole – everybody out there is dealing with a really, really hard year this year. I'm not trying to give him any excuses, but COVID is insane. These guys are under a lot of pressure. There's a lot of the testing every day, all that stuff. The Seahawks are the only team in the league, by the way, to have no COVID issues at all, which means they're taking it very seriously, which means – oh, well, they had one. Okay, fine. But – but – much less than every other team, which means they're taking it super seriously, which means maybe yeah. these guys are spending less time around their families than they want to or something. I have no idea, but I'm just saying there's something going on, man. Something going on. This seems 
more than physical, more than scheme. I think it's a little bit mental, maybe with the whole team. Uh, just again, let's go back. And I mean, we only ran the ball. <laughs> I mean, he was one third of the 20, what, three, 24 attempts. I think he had seven or eight. Yeah. So it's, you got to have some kind of flow to the game, whether, you know, whether he's cooking and if he's not, especially when the game's that tight, Carson, man, I mean, he doesn't have, doesn't have to all be down the hill, you know, here, here's the ball. We're just going to run it over you, you know, 30 times, but you know, get him, get him some, some of those catches out of the backfield. But you don't wait, hold on. I'm going back. You don't, you don't think Russ is frustrated. You don't think he's letting his frustration show more than he has in the past. No, he's, he's played solid football the last three weeks. It's not, you know, that five games he started the season with. And I mean, I think that's what everybody has to realize. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, those were some all time performances and yeah. he strung them together in five weeks. Yeah. It's like that's, you know, um, we knew that law of averages says he's got to come back down to earth sometimes. And yeah. he has, yeah. but if, if we're not turning the ball over and, and he has in the couple last couple of weeks um, since, since we've made that, you know, a uh, focal point. You know, I have no complaints with how he's how he's playing, and I didn't really see the the rolling of the eyes that you saw. No, I, I again, not a literal rolling of the eyes, just like a, just like a, like a, like a, hmm, like just kind of a like catch the ball. Like you can almost just see like a going. Why is he catching the ball? You know, I'm, I'm Russ is never going to show up his guys on the field. He's never going to be Philip Rivers with the, the big facial expressions all the time or anything. But I think. I don't know. I just I, I feel him walking around with a little weight on his shoulders. That's all I'm saying. Like he just doesn't seem to be playing carefree, loose, letting it letting it rip. Like you know, and I know, and we talked about this on the phone during the game. When you watch Russell Wilson drop back and he pats that ball too many times, we know that bad yeah, things like are going to happen. Saying. You know, when he yeah. drops back and he rips it. He and looks the, great, he, and sometimes he just looks a little tentative, and I think it's when he gets a bit frustrated. I think he starts to it's when he starts to press a little bit, and it causes him to hold on to the ball a little bit too much. You know, I mean, hey, man, on the, right on the other side of the field, you got Cole McCoy, who hasn't even started a game in six years, who ends the game with 100 yards passing, but when he needed to on those third downs, he snaps that ball and he throws it. He doesn't hang on to it. Here. He doesn't hang on to it. He knew what he needed to do. He was they had th- almost 200 yards of rushing. Bro, I could play quarterback. Bro, right there. Uh, what I'm saying, 200 I'm, yards rushing. I'm talking situationally. I'm saying when he needed to throw the ball before the receiver turned around, he threw the ball because he knows he's Colt McCoy and he knows that's what he has to do to win the game. And sometimes Russell Wilson holds on to it a bit too long, turns too many circles back there, and ends up losing 15 yards on a sack. Okay, that's I all I'm give, saying. I'll give you that one. The the whirly birds and, and and then not getting rid of the ball, those are tough to to stomach, right? Those are tough because it, it changes that whole drive just just goes away. I mean, even if you if you get a hold, there's some crazy stat out there, at least when I was playing that, you know, a hold how how bad it damages your chances of actually, you know, oh yeah scoring on Puts that you drive. Way, sure, so, way behind schedule. Yeah, the drive drive killers is yeah. what they used to call them. And yeah. so yeah, I, I understand the you know that part, uh, but again, like, 
how many fucking times we've seen that guy do that and just of rip a 60 yards? So like, I can't of say, of course, this is know, why it's hard for me to say this, but he's yeah, making $35 million a year. You got to be better than this. Listen, there's a three word phrase that's been going around all season with him, right? Let Russ cook. I got a better phrase. Throw the ball, throw it. If we, if there was 12s in the stands hey, right now, you, people should start wearing t-shirts with big block letters. Throw the ball, bro. Throw well, it. Know, Throw it. Gotta, trust your guys. Yeah, I know, but trust them to make a play. Colt effing McCoy. Colt effing McCoy, okay? I can't, Who's yeah. been in the league for longer than Russell Wilson, yet has played in only like 20 games. I didn't know he was in the league still. Was throwing the ball. Was doing what I'm asking. Was just snap it, throw it. Snap it, throw it. To Evan Ingram, by the way. Come on, Seahawks. Give me a break. Evan Ingram's, Evan Ingram's pretty good. No, but I'm just saying, like, Russ, you got DK. You got Tyler Lockett. You got Will Disley over the middle. Who, by the way, Will Disley, can you stretch the ball out and get that extra yard and keep that drive going? Ah, oh, that was frustrating. Oh, man, I'm, pit- I'm fired up, dude. I'm sorry. You are, huh? I'm just... I just think that if 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 Russell Wilson, who we know he's the face of the franchise, he's he's the, he's QB one. We love him to death. But if we're going to give him all the praise when it goes well, then we have to kind of call him out when it's not going well. And he would be the first to admit if he cashes some of those drives in, then obviously it's a different game. So I think it's okay for us to hold him accountable too. I am, but I really was not. I don't know. I. I thought even Buffalo, for as amazing as his number was, I, numbers were, I had more of an issue then of, yeah. you know, um, the playing. But but again, okay, and no excuses. I'm just <laughs> I always like to leave the facts out there. Yeah. You know, hey, it, of, that's fine. Just tell the truth Monday. On that, a lot of movement on that old line, right? We yeah. had to. Um, I know. And, and Chris Carson got steamrolled on that Jabril Peppers sack. Mm. Oh, Jabril yeah. Peppers. Can we, I mean, let's just give credit to, to the other team for a second. Jabril Peppers. He had a game for wow. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I thought when, when Cleveland gave up on him, you know, they traded him. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they gave up on him pretty quickly. And I don't know. He looks to be the player that Cleveland thought he was. Well, from one safety to the other, can we talk about Jamal Adams for a second and the Seahawks defense or for longer than a second? Um, I love Jamal Adams, man. I mean, you know, he's so exciting. He's fun. He's entertaining as hell. He's so much fun to watch. He's such a talented football player. Scheme-wise, though, uh, for a second, what are you seeing when, when, you know, when Wayne Gallman's getting out the gate? And, like, are those ones where they're bringing Jamal, and if he doesn't get there or if they run it to the other side or something, there's nobody left on the back end? Because... I love that they bring Jamal all the time, but it kind of seems like if teams, you know, if, if they just throw it when they bring Jamal or if they run to the other side, they, they're, they're able to beat that, you know? I'm getting a little yeah. frustrated with that. No, the, um, the the runs, I think Pete said they were bringing a pressure and we got creased. And that's that could happen then. That, that You know, you're bringing a pressure, and if they have it, have you pegged for where it's coming from and they run away or two and they just trap, you know, that's why I was talking about the gap trap scheme where you pull, you got pullers and now your, your assignment, your gap has essentially moved over two or three gaps to wherever those pullers go. Yeah. And, and so that's really hard to fit it up on a run. Um, you know, on a pass, they, you got their protection scheme, you just beat it and you get to the quarterback as fast as you can. But 
they did a great job of also running downhill out of those same formations. So you couldn't just say, because there was a lot, they were getting a couple yards just handing the ball off, like straight downhill. And that's what started to make the fits when they pulled guys, because I'm anticipating, and I see, I saw what Bobby and, and Brooks and all them saw. It's like, okay, one back, one gap. I'm going to, I'm going to go make a tackle in the backfield. And then, oh shit, they just pulled two guys. Now I got to get all the way over the top. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's tough, especially on the blitz. So that's what I saw that one time on the other one. I don't know if it was a miscommunication um, or if we were in man or zone, the flats, the pass right to the flats. And there was like nobody there. Yeah. Um, I saw Jamal was closest, but that doesn't mean if he, he looked like he was zoned in on, <laughs> on that tight end. Yeah. So I, I got to assume it's man. And if that, then it, it falls on Bobby as the next closest defender. And yeah, I've been there. That is a fucking bitch of a, a uh, assignment. I got the A gap on a run and then I got the guy, the tailback, if he just, and they're all, you know, play action fake. So it looks like run right at me. And then I, Oh, that's my guy too. So I don't know. I don't know which one it was, if it was zone and that's Jamal's or if it was man and that was Bobby's, but it was just a miscommunication. And and that's what happens when a team can run the ball on you effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also just asking though, because I, it feels like in the past, the Seahawks didn't don't or didn't bring the safeties all that often maybe i'm just a stupid fan that i don't know schemes but it didn't seem like they would blitz him that often and with jamal he's seems like he's coming on every play no we we honestly we really didn't blitz cam or earl um that that often i mean the last safety that we sent like this that was just an absolute beast was Lloyd Malloy. Right, like right, right. Six sacks. Right, right. <laughs> well, with the, with the offensive line, or uh, sorry, with the defensive line that Cam and Earl had, you didn't have to send extra people all that often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I don't think that they weren't, for as gifted, you know, we're talking about two potential Hall of Famers right sure. there. Yeah. Um, for as gifted they are, I don't think they weren't as good as blitzing. Um, it's like, that's that's a skill, man. That is a, it's hard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I said like like Bobby and Jamal, they have that skill set of uh of beating a one on one, whether it's a running back or a lineman. Yeah. Like like for me, I'll kill a running back, but like when you get to a lineman, it's like, oh shit, man, this guy's like big, strong, and he can move. He's an athlete. It's like they're not falling for but somehow Bobby and Jamal get by him. They they dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like when he doesn't, when they don't get there, then, you know, bad things happen on the back end. I don't know. Scheme wise, it's, it's hard to cover up for that, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. Not fun. Uh, Wayne Gallman ends the day. Let me go back to the Giants over here. Uh, six, 16 carries, 135, 8.4 yards per carry. Alfred Morris, eight carries, 39 yards on top of that. I mean, dude, Colt McCoy, 13 of 22 for 100 yards. It was like, he just would complete one when they needed one. Like I, I'll give you time. credit there. Yeah, he he did. It was like some critical downs. Yeah, where they need to prolong a drive or you know do, and uh, but it's no disrespect to Colt McCoy. First of all, I didn't know him and Alfred Morris were still in the league. Yeah, I mean, right? Turn turn <laughs> um, back the clock night in Seattle. Yeah, I mean that that was news to me. But um, you know. That run game, man, if you yeah. have a yeah. run game to lean on, and that's really where I want to see. And I understand where, where the Hawks are with Carson. It's like we've never had this guy finish the season healthy. No. And that's 
all we're missing when we get to the playoffs. So at this point, number one seed is the only thing that everybody's, you know, really wants to play for, right? Because it goes through your city. You have, you have, a, you're the only one to buy. Now number two doesn't get a buy anymore mm-hmm. because of the new playoff, uh, adding that, that seventh team. So, um, you know, with that out the window, it's like, obviously we're still playing to win every game. We yeah. definitely want to win the division, um, to get, to get the first home game. Um, so that's still at stake. Uh, I'm excited with what we got, man. We, I'm ready to put this one behind us. I just feel like, over there. yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. But I think, I think it's interesting though, to look at this game and, and, and something that struck me was the giants felt a little bit like they were playing like the Seahawks kind of used to play a little bit, which is super strong pass rush, getting after the quarterback, causing problems uh, in the other team's timing and things like that. Um, running the hell out of the ball, obviously. And then their quarterback doing it when, when he, when he needed to. And when he was called upon, you know, obviously Russell had usually has better yards than a hundred yards in the game like Colt did, but you see what I'm saying. Now the Seahawks are more with this, all this let Russ cook and all of this stuff. It's like the identity feels like it just is leaning on Russ and we're just going to use the run when, I mean, dude, it was fourth and one. They don't run the ball. They play action. You know, it gets blown up. They don't get that well, fourth down. I mean, it was like Seahawks and, in the past. You just pound that ball, right? Yeah, but we're just—I don't know. We feel like a team. I mean, we feel like a team who like shed our old identity a bit, and we're trying this new one. And I don't know, man. It's not working for me. I'm just saying, fourth and one, you run the ball and you get stuffed. You're, you're gonna. No, I know. You don't make That's it. Like you're gonna hear shit regardless. I know. But I'm always gonna say, let Russ roll out and figure it out. Right. And that one, he had three options. All three were blanketed, and and the DN came up, or whoever came up to contain Hannah. It's just, they they knew they knew the play. They they play, they executed it well, yeah. you know, um, yeah. in terms of, you got to give credit to the Giants. I know. As much as we, this feels like we lost it, they came in and they, they took it. They did. It was all through a third quarter. That third quarter, um, Gallman must have had, at least 80 or 90 of those 136. Well, what was weird about it was like the whole first half, I mean, the Seahawks defense was shut them out in the first half, zero points, you know? And it felt like, man, our defense is playing great. Well, their defense was playing great too because we got that five points and that was it. So they were basically blanking us too, really. I mean, the two points was scored by the special team. So really the Giants defense held the Seahawks to three points. It was just all in our minds as Seahawks fans that we're like, ah, oh, we're comfortable with this five point lead. No, you know, like they were, they, they, like you said, they, they came for it. Uh, they really did. I, um, you know, I, I, how does, how does DJ Dallas not secure that ball in the end zone, man? Oh, it was, was right in his, right or, in the bread basket. Or just keep it in because yeah. even if they recover it on the, on the I, block, punt we're talking about. yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine any of them, you know, I'm not saying that they're not smart, but I can't imagine anybody in the heat of that moment not trying to just dive on that ball to stop the bleeding, right? Yeah, yeah. So keep the ball in. Yeah, I know. Well, um, speaking of DJ Dallas, though, for a second, he comes in at the end of the game. Russ is able to check it down to him, and the guy looks speedy. I don't understand why it's not just Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, DJ Dallas third down back when they, you know, sometimes. Because Carson can catch the ball to the backfield, too, even though – he didn't, which led to an interception that dropped by uh, on him. But um, uh, I'm just saying, like, 
I don't know. It just it just feels like we're just constantly messing with things, you know. Like sometimes Homer's in, sometimes I don't know. Just find some consistency, and 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 st- and stick to it. You know. I hear you. No, yeah. I yeah. I do like DJ. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Let me. Uh, what do I have for him? Oh, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm out, dude. I don't know. Uh, sorry. That's a wrap. You're getting, I don't know. I feel like you're annoyed, but I'm pissed, man. No, I'm at a loss for words is really what I'm at. And, you know, that's not good when you're on a podcast, I don't think. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, Yeah, man, just, I don't know. But I I was actually pretty impressed with uh, Jamal that you brought him up. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to the communication again. Who knows? Like, shit happens. But, guys, just all over the place when he came out of like center field to go pull Colt McCoy up. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit. Where'd he come from? Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you played for Pete Carroll in college and then in the pros what's going on at the facility today. Um, I mean here you would, let's see, what would they talk about? They talk about the, the third quarter. And, I mean, it's going to be explosive plays. You always want to stop the run. So they're definitely going to say, hey, uh, Gallman had two carries for 100 yards in, the, in that third quarter because he had, what, what the 60-something and then another 30 or whatever. And so it's like, damn, like if it wasn't for those two plays, and that's just something you could clean up. But you can't – Pete's going to put it on the defense because he's a defensive coach. And so, like, even, you know, when defense didn't play bad when I was there, if we lost – I mean, I think we lost. We lost the cow one time. We lost the cow. I only lost one game in college. <laughs> well, they had a pretty uh, good quarterback. Yeah, it was pretty good defense too. But um, you know, we went twenty-five and one in that one loss. We gave up a, a hundred and fifty yards rushing to one guy and uh, Adam Chinobi Echamandu. Say that five times fast. There you go. Um, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, he completed enough, you know, um, passes to to win the game, but it was triple overtime. We gave up, we had like five or six turnovers. I think we only got like two or three. So we lost the margin margin by like three, mm-hmm. which is like, you're supposed to get blown out. We went to triple overtime and lost on a field goal. Mm. Um, but the emphasis is, you know, how we always categorize it in the NFL, regardless if it was Pete or Holmgren or Mora, 17 points or less that your offense has to they have to score three times whether it's touchdown or two touchdowns and a field goal you know like they did Mm -hmm. but um that's kind of how you compartmentalize it like did we do enough and our defense we did enough that third quarter was horrendous it was brutal you know i've been out there for for games like that but they did enough to win yeah they kept us in it um they got that last you know, um, they got the ball back for us at the end with another chance to win it. So um, can't completely put it on them, but. No, I think for, I, I, for me, it's all on the offense, man. This this is 100% on the offense. I think the defense gave them plenty of opportunities to win the game. I mean, every, you know, it comes down to this fourth down, like, Hail Mary that Russell had to throw because they were backed up so much. But. Even before that, they only got a first down on that drive already because of a of a penalty. You know, yeah. th- like it wasn't going well before that fourth down anyway. 
You know, like this, the Seahawks offense was playing on their heels the entire game. They were on their back foot the entire game. That everything they were trying was getting blown up. They're ending up one yard short on so many things. Like I can't stand watching a game where it just feels like everything is hard. Every single inch. The Giants were making every single inch out there hard. You know, and so credit to them. But for me, all of this rests solely on the shoulders of the the offense, Brian Schottenheimer. I don't know the play scheme. I don't know the whole thing. It the offense has to score more than twelve points. Yeah, and I mean, but this is also well. And technically, they I, only scored ten because uh, yeah. special teams got two. Right, special teams got two. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is also uh, you know where the philosophy of you know pay that D line. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean, you see how disruptive you know Lawrence. And then um, Williams, like they even take Tay Crowder. I can't believe that guy's a rookie. That guy looked great. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody one-on-one tackle Russell. Like you're coming smoking in. Oh, he's going to just, you're going to lose your ankles. And he made that tackle that for like the first or second sack. It was incredible. Peppers played a great game. But when you have those monsters up front, it's a tough day. Um, it makes everywhere else easier, right? Bradbury had a couple unbelievable plays. The forced fumble, um, yeah. When he yeah. jumped over, I forget who he jumped over, but he jumped back out and and got his hand on there on Lockett, and um, yeah, Lockett had a tough one. I'm just I'm glad he got out healthy. I think also again not to per- oh I oh totally agree totally agree yeah that hit that hit looked bad and he got kind of twisted down around there yeah that was well it was his left knee and then his right ankle and yeah. then he got a knee to the head yeah. it was like. Fortunate, fortunate to... Any uh, single one of those could have taken him out. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, again, I was going to say not to provide more excuses or anything, but just to bring it up. I also think the Seahawks, and I think every team is missing the fans, but I think the Seahawks are really getting sick of playing in front of nobody. You know, um, it's it's hard to perform. I mean, let's let's face it. They're athletes. It's a sport, but it's entertainment, too. You know, they're showmen. You know that they you 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 can speak to that like you got you, the roar of the crowd the energy that the crowd brings of course and when you're performing in front of nobody you know I've been in a couple community theater plays in my life Lofa where nobody showed up you know and it's just you don't have the same juice it's not the same going out there no I mean <laughs> do you know how much that place would be rocking when when Quandre Diggs finds that tipped ball uh, yeah. in the in the end zone and starts running it back or when there's a blocked punt in the end zone I mean. The momentum that the 12s would bring after those defensive plays to the offense, I think I think if we don't call that into account or like take that in, then we're not we're not telling the truth Monday. It definitely adds something to the team for sure that I think would be hard to even quantify, you know, really, like um scientifically or anything, but we know that it brings something. Yeah. I mean, 05 against that very team, the Giants. I mean, they the 12s won the game for us. Yeah. Yeah. In overtime. Yeah. Um, those three missed field goals that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got a hard, it's got to be hard not to let the apathy set in a little bit sometimes when there's, when it feels like nobody's watching, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to know that every, all the 12s are sitting in their living rooms watching the TV when you look at the camera, you know, it's, no, it, I hear you. It's just hard. I, one thing that, that Pete, and this is why I had a lot of confidence going into the season when they said there are going to be no fans, you know, for 
majority of the you know stadiums was that they you know the way they practice and this is when I was at SC or when I was at you know in Seattle the way that that we practice we didn't need fans it was always going as hard as we could and um, you know I felt like if other guys were going to lose that that kind of energy or juice because of it this wouldn't wouldn't be this team mm-hmm. and now that you speak of it that is maybe one area where I didn't see a lot of people in this game I, for the season. I haven't seen maybe the Rams was the other one. Cause I felt like we still had pretty good fight and uh, you know, guys getting after it, mixing up against Buffalo, but um, the Rams and this one, they felt the energy level felt a little down yeah. um, compared to past. So I, I will give you that much. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Well, um, we turn our attention towards, I don't know, some other team. <laughs> we play next i don't even know the jets oh the j-e-t-s man who are looking for their first win and oh for some reason the seahawks seem like they like playing down to the opponent sometimes so oh please don't let this be the first win for the jets i don't all right we'll be back to talk about that one later in the week uh really quick let's check in on the zone in player it was going to be tyler lockett the number of catches uh, was, let's see, what did we have it at? Seven or eight? You had yeah, his yeah. number of catches at seven, and he ended up with six. Ah. So if you had the under, if you emailed in under to SeahawksPod at gmail.com, you'll be getting a gift pack from Zone in CBD, which is Lofa's company. You can find it at all Bartels drugstores or at zoneincbd.com. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, I'll send you the muscle rub if, if you if you got it right. You also had Tyler down for 100 yards and one touchdown. He ended up with 63 yards and no touchdowns. So, you know, so, I mean, six catches, 63 yards, you know, pretty good production when DK's got five for 80, you know. Uh, I'm not really complaining too much about the wide receivers, just a couple catches that went through their hands, you know, some timely drops. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Um, that's a wrap, everybody, on the Seahawks podcast this time. We're done. I'm out of here. I'm going to go take a cold shower. Calm down. <sighs> Yuck. Just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, man. You know? Yeah. Good, it is. Good for Colt McCoy, though. At least he got to enjoy that long flight back, you know? <laughs> First win since 2014. <laughs> oh, Lofa. Break us down. Get us out of here. You got this one. I don't know. Okay, I'm going all the way back. Here we go. That game sucked, but put your hands in the middle because when we fall down, we get back up again. Tub thumping. going to keep us down? Tub thumping on three. Tub thumping on three. Tub thumping on me. Oh, no. You're never going to keep us down. Three. You're never going to keep us down. (laughs) How come every time you break it down, I'll say whatever the hell you want. Every time I break it down, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.